where the Bears and the and the Giants. No question. It was unfortunate that the Raiders lost. They'd be in a better position if they didn't lose those games, but they did. Now going forward against good teams, it's really hard to quantify what we're going to get. Do they play up to that level to where we saw the way they played in Dallas? We would hope so. That would make it a lot more fun for us to do our jobs, obviously, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but at the same point, we haven't seen it yet. I mean, the, the when you talk about the first three games of the season when they came out the gate, you know, we, we, we talked about it ex- extensively, and we talked about how they played. But we, we, I think you will agree, you know, Pittsburgh was a disaster. They've been a disaster pretty much all year. But the Dolphin game was made far more interesting than it had to be. You know, we, and, and, and I think you agree with that. So, you know, that and then, you know, getting that – not having that best performance against the Chargers in game one puts the pressure and the illness on the second time around. And now, more importantly – they need the Denver game. They need the Charger game. They need the Chief game. Those are just three AFC way opponents who are waiting for them. Now, and you know what I mean. So these next yeah. these next games are, are going to be very. They have to have it. They have to, and um, you know, uh, the one thing I'll say is, and I think this is where you were headed with it. They have shown it to us. They just haven't shown it to us consistently enough. It's been too much of one game. It is then the next game. Uh, it isn't. And really, when you think about it, uh, the two games that I can point to where I felt like it was all clicking and they were doing the right thing and they kind of put it all together in all phases of the games was the win at Denver and the win against the Philadelphia Eagles. Those are the two games where, to me, they set a standard of what they're capable of doing. Um, and and when they do, they can win in fairly convincing fashion. They won both of those games in convincing fashion. Um, we know what happened immediately after that uh, and who was lost and what the Raiders needed to do to kind of recapture or get back uh, what they lost when Henry Ruggs um, w- w- was released. I think they're getting closer to that with with Deshaun Jackson now uh, on the scene. But more importantly, Lincoln, and to your point, even – you know, against even some of those wins, they weren't quite putting it all together like they should on a consistent basis. They made life way more difficult uh, than it should have been in some of those wins. But against the Broncos, against the Philadelphia Eagles, they started fast, they finished fast, they played well in the, you know, uh, um, in the middle of all that uh, and, and were able to win in convincing fashion. It's there. They're capable of doing it. Why they haven't been able to, to do it, I think there's been some um, extenuating circumstances uh, that they've had to deal with that may have contributed to some of that inconsistency. But I think all of that is in the rearview mirror. And as you look ahead um, at a team that, you know, now was able to reintroduce the long ball uh, against the Dallas Cowboys with Deshaun and our our guest coming up in a little bit later, Zay Jones, uh, a running game, a steady running game, a pretty good defensive uh, performance. Um you know, I think that that's the blueprint and that's the formula and the key, like you just said, Lincoln, is are they going to be able to do that enough times over these next six games to punch their ticket to the playoffs? Well, it's going to be a great test. I've seen the Raiders play up and down to their competition throughout this season, and that's what I was referring to. This is a great test because on paper, the Raiders are better than the Washington football team, and I think you'll agree with me there. Uh, but the thing is, is that they have to come out and show it because the Was- if, any- if Washington football team has shown you anything over the past three, four games, and I've, I've-, I've only watched the, past- the last three games that they've had, if they show me anything is they show me they're gritty and they're ones that are going to fight. And Ron Rivera and Del Rio and all that coaches 
staff have got these guys in a mindset where they think they can out, they can hang and they can run with anybody. And the way the the the, the attitude that their quarterback uh, is playing with, they, he he keeps them in it. So they're they're not blowouts. I mean, the fact what they did to the Tampa Bay team Buccaneers when they came uh, to Washington shows you just how they can play with a good team. So they don't think even without all their stars, you know, sweats down, Chase Young, all those guys are down. Even without all their stars, they know that they can play with anybody and they feel confident enough to do that. So this is one of those games, much like the Eagles came in, thinking, yeah, you know what, we're, we're, we're getting our stuff together. We've got a few pieces that'll work. Much like the Eagles, we, they have to find a way to where they go, the, the Raiders come out early and set a precedent. Yeah, and here's the thing, and, and let me know if this you think that this helps a little bit. Uh, it's not like the Washington football team comes limping into this game. They've won some games. Um, they strung some wins together. They've beaten the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That should catch anybody's attention. Um, you know, uh, so so convincingly, so convincingly, yeah. they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, they can beat. Yeah, them, yeah. <laughs> I think they finished it off with like a 15 play drive, yeah, something like a 15, 19 play. Yeah, just yep, yep. You're absolutely seven, right. eight minutes mm-hmm. off the clock. So so. I guess what I'm saying is, um, you know, you look at their overall record, and you're like, uh, you know, okay. You look at the roster, uh, all right. You know, you look at some of the injuries that they've had, um, like you mentioned, uh, you know, so uh, that, you know, but they can't, but I don't think the Raiders will, they shouldn't anyway, get caught in that trap because, again, they come in here surging. They've won games and they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're coming off a win against the Seattle Seahawks. So do you feel like just the fact that, that's what the the, the the Raiders are catching them uh, at a time when they're winning football games. That should combat against any kind of overconfidence, right? There's well, no I was th- yeah. I mean, it, it, there shouldn't. There's no reason for the Raiders to be overconfident. Okay, the the records are simply reversed. The Washington football team is at five and six. The Raiders are at six and five. But the thing is, is that the, the the Washington football team comes in now with after beating Seattle and now and beating Tampa Bay. I know Ron Rivera is talking about we're going into Vegas. They've got a high-powered offense. We need to control the clock. We need to control the ball. We need to set the precedent, set the tone early to wear them down, just like they did the Seattle Seahawks. For the Washington football team, what's what, what's more advantageous for them is because they're playing two exact, pretty much similar defenses. The only thing that's changed is the, is the personnel. The Seattle Seahawks run to cover three, just like we do. And so the same formula, you don't have to do a whole lot of the same formula that you had for the Seattle Seahawks, you can try to use against the, uh, against the Raiders. And, and, and with that being said, they're now in the thick of things. They win, you know, they're, they're talking off the balance that if they win the rest of their games, they can be in the playoffs. They can get a wild card. There's 17 games. We're only at 11 right now. So, you know, with the last six, they're in a must-win situation. And because they're in, 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 a, in a situation where they, they can look and see the light at the end of the tunnel, that makes them that more dangerous when they come in. And that's what the Raiders need to do. They need to take care of business early to not leave that team laying around, not give that team hope, you know, not have to play catch-up from behind. They need to come out fast. They need to set the precedent early like they did against Denver, like they did against Dallas and Philadelphia. And I'm curious, you know, what we're going to see from from these writers because I, I do think that they believe that, um, you know, uh, if you play clean football, if you play efficient football, if you execute, Derek Hart talked about it today. Tom Cable just said, "Play, do your thing, do do your job." If everybody does their job, and that starts with um, understanding what's happening, knowing your assignment, your footwork, your technique, um, being where you're supposed to be, being on the same page, all of those things play into that but when they do they do play well and i'm curious 
if that's going to prevail because we have heard it. I've I I've written this. I've talked about this, Lincoln. How going all the way back to OTAs and training camp that this team did look different. And when I say that, and when I talk about that, uh, I mean in my estimation. They're in a better position from a talent standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, um, and, and an execution standpoint that we've seen at times this year. They're better handle better. They're in better position to handle a, a, a part of the season, a segment of the season that's been a trouble spot for them in the last few years. The last two years, and we don't have to get into all the nitty gritty, but we all understand the Raiders have gotten to this point these last two years, and failed to execute and their seasons went sideways down the stretch as a result. I'm curious and I want to I'm curious what you think might happen. Are they in a do you believe they're in a better position this year to handle uh, what they're about ready to face yes. compared to the last few years? Yes, because of the defense. Because of the defensive play. That's why they're in a better place. Because they have the potential to get a rush on a quarterback. Okay, so even with a, a, a makeshift offensive line that the Washington football team has to some degree, I mean, I think Eric Flowers, the left guard, is is about as soft as wet tissue paper. So oh. I, I don't, I'm sorry, I, did I say that out loud? I got to keep my inner thoughts. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, but no. So they've they've got a maligned offensive line, I, I, and I, I like our defensive line chances against. But um, the, what worries me, what concerns me, are still some of the things. Now I will say this because we talked about it at the Dallas game. I sent you that little text about the way yep. they were playing Abram in the weak side. Okay, I. I like their changes, their adjustments. We'll see how it goes versus this team because Logan Thomas is a tall tight end. I think he's, what, 6'5", 6'6"? Yep, um, yep. And, and so that presents coverage challenges. You saw Jamal Adams in that last game. You watched the Seattle game struggle to cover him in space. Jamal has his fair set of problems in, in space as well. But when you have a taller tight end, a lot of quarterbacks just throw up like it's it's like you know setting up your center in the middle of the key, just a jump ball. And that's all you need to get your yards. If not, you get penalties or what have you, first downs. So I'm waiting to see how they address that situation as well as the middle of the field. But the difference between the last couple of years and where we are right now is you've got a defense that can play. Um, and with that being said, if the Raiders are all able to take care of possessions, it's a simple it's a simple equation. If the Raiders are able to score with their possessions and you look at the efficiency in which they did it last last time out, not only does that put pressure on the other team, it also puts pressure on the other coaching staff because two things happen. The defensive coaches scramble to see how do we can stop them when we need to stop them. How can we generate a turnover? What can we do as spark? Um, and the offensive coaches trying to for a sense of urgency, how do we get points on the board quick because we need to score touchdowns? I don't think the game would have changed the way it did if it wasn't if it was for the kickoff return for a touchdown against the Cowboys because that gave them a whole lot of momentum and it kind of took a little bit of the wind out of the sails of the Raiders. But with that being said, it's a part of it. It happens. So you're to me the best thing about coaching is learning where your shortfalls or your mistakes happen, correct them, address them, and make sure they don't come up in future. So you negate that. You don't give a team that option rather than still sticking with the same thing you're doing and getting beaten up. Does that make sense, Vinny? It, it does. And, and going back to that kickoff return for a touchdown uh, against the Dallas Cowboys, what, what impressed me about um, you know the aftermath of that was the Raiders responded. They didn't, you know, oh boy, here we go again, and fall right. into um, you know a hole and and stop fighting and you know all the mistakes. They 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 averted that. They said, okay, it happened. Um, 
now let's respond, and they responded accordingly. It probably shouldn't have gone into overtime, but it did, uh, but, and they responded to that uh, as well uh, accordingly to be able to win the game. But I'm, I'm with you. Uh, you know, that, that skewed a little bit what the defense was really doing. Yeah. Um, they, they, they were playing well. That wasn't a, def- that wasn't a defensive touchdown. Right. Um, so, but the response, I thought, said a lot about where these Raiders uh, are right now. Um, but again, they've got to keep it going. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Passionate Raider is on the line. How you doing, Passionate Raider? What's up, Lincoln? What's up, Vinny? What's happening? We're good. Hey, so, hey, Lincoln, man. What's up with you getting on that coaching staff, man? No, nah, that's not going to happen. I have no desire to coach. <laughs> okay, okay. I, you know, I was just thinking about that last week because I listened to you break down film and everything. It's like, man, why isn't he out there? Oh, I and then your passion, it. you get, you get on him, man. You let him have it. But, but your question, Vinny, what, what do I worry about? This is what I worry about. Okay, Jets are thirty-second ranked defense, Titans, Texans, football teams, 29th, and the Raiders are twenty-eighth. I mean, is that is that defensive rank right there? What we expected out of a Gus Bradley? This is like what we've had for the past four years. Bottom uh, defense. Yeah, so go ahead, go ahead. Hold on, let me let me finish. So, yep, yep, yep. There we are. There we are, right there. Now, now. We walked into the Cowboys. You know I love beating them. Man, I hate the Cowboys. So a win is a win in all, in all odds. We ain't taking no steps backwards. But I just think we caught the Cowboys at a bad timing, and they, and they picked it up in the second half, and we got out of there with the W. Now, if it was another day, different day, I don't know if we would be the same, be the same. But this week coming up is going to be, in my eyes, this, I'm not, I can't even really get hyper excited for this game because I don't know what to expect. I don't want to get my hopes up. They get stepped on and kicked back down again because it, 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 things aren't really lining up like how we really hoped that they would. Because, man, they, they are maybe a couple, two pieces away on the defense this year, but I don't think we can hang with the big dogs in the AFC this year to, 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 if it's even going to matter. And I never want to be a negative Nancy, but I'm just trying to look at the stuff in recent years and what's going on now. And, and you. I, I just don't know, and it's going to see what Derek can do and this defense can do with Washington. Heineke, and if you go back and look, mostly every time a new quarterback plays the Raiders, it, it'll be the guy's first start. That'll come out be that quarterback's best game. So this Sunday is going to really show the Raider Nation, the faithful, what direction this team is going. Are we taking steps forward? Are we taking steps back? Because we're back at home again, and we're three and nine at home. And there can't be no no poop show going on on Sunday, man. I hear you, and thanks a lot, passionate Raider um, Lincoln. You know he brought up the defense, and you know the Raiders' defense has given up twenty six points, twenty six point eight points per game. That's still uh, six points or so, maybe less than what they were given up uh, last year. Number one, they're also much better in yards given up. Um, I think they're they're like 20th or so in yards given up, which isn't great, but it's better than it was last year. And number two, Lincoln, even in the games, you know, when we look at that Kansas City Chiefs loss and that Cincinnati Bengals loss, um, both of those were clo- – the defense was playing well up until the fourth quarter. But if you look at the play distribution, the snap distribution, the Raiders' offense – could not stay on the field, and as a result, and this speaks to your point, not only making you know when you're doing things well, you're forcing defensive coordinators come up with all these different ideas, but you're also doing 
is keeping your defense off the field when when you are executing and you are extending drives. When you're not and they weren't, that's when the defense fell into some uh, trouble because by the fourth quarter, they were completely out of gas. So some of those points, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses here, Lincoln, but there are sometimes explanations. Teams sometimes run out of gas if they're being overexposed. And I felt like that was the case for the defense in the fourth quarters uh, in those two games. Sometimes it just is what it is in that regard. Well, first of all, I want to thank Passionate Raider for calling in. I've seen a lot of yeah. the tweets that he had today, and I really appreciate the love and yep. and support. Um, and it's great. And he's absolutely right. You know, in the past, new quarterbacks have sort of shown off against the Raiders. That's and, but true. I will I will say this. You know, Taylor Heineke, whatever his name, how you put Heineke, whatever yeah. his name is, Heineke, okay, whatever, it doesn't matter. He's a, he's a guy I don't need to know right now. He's from El Dominion. But um, <laughs> the quarterback Whoa. has had his own moments to shine, and he's yes. done it. He's done it against Tampa Bay. He did it last week on Monday Night Football against Seattle. So I don't think he necessarily needs a moment to shine. But he is playing with confidence. Now, when you have a quarterback who's playing with confidence, that can hurt a defense because now he knows the offense through and through. He knows what he can rely on. He knows what he can depend on. For that being said, I agree with your point. That's why, you know, when you talk about the missed opportunities that that the offense had, possessions matter. When you are efficient with offensive possessions, getting points, taking drives, you put the pressure on the other team, vice versa, it puts the pressure on your offense when it happens, when the team keeps the ball. So much to your point, like with Kansas City, you know, minus the second half explosion with the turnovers and every miscues, they were there. They were in shooting distance. And Kansas City wasn't doing anything to really stretch the lead until the, the Raiders fell apart with penalties. But also during that game, they missed opportunities. Fourth and one midfield, you jump offside, fourth and six. You have to punt the right. ball. You know what I'm saying? You know, you get penalties that extend drives that lead to Chiefs points. It wasn't like they were just running up a score. I know what it looked like at the end of it, but it wasn't just like they were running up a score. Much to your point about the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, the Raiders were there, but they weren't getting anything offensively efficiently done. That's why it was almost a confidence booster against the Cowboys. The Raiders were able to put up 30, some 33 points. They were able to uh, – 37 points, uh, points. They were able to go over 300 yards passing the ball, even had a more efficient day running the football than they did in quite some time. Those all bode well confidence going into this part of the season. What they need to learn to do on a consistent basis, Vinny, and they're not there yet, is beat down the teams they're supposed to beat down. Right. And that's that's a learning point. That's a learning lesson for this season. No, the defense is not lights out, but we came into the season saying we don't need the defense to be lights out. I just need you to get a few a few turnovers here and there. I just need you to change possessions here and there. You know, I don't want you to be the last ranked defense, but you ain't got to be the 85 Bears. Right. And I, I think exactly. that's where you are. And that's exactly why the record is reflective of the way it is, because this team is it, on very few spots has played together as both an offense and a defense. Yeah, and when they do, they do pretty well, and we'll see if they're capable of doing it starting on Sunday against the Washington football team. When we get back, we're going to bring on Zay Jones, the Raiders' wide receiver, uh, will join us in the huddle. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Wednesday. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now back to your hosts, Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. It is a Wednesday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. We're waiting on Zay Jones. Um, We'll be getting him in uh, just a little while. Uh, But 
um, Lincoln, when we look back um, at that game, actually, it looks like Zay Jones is with us. So without further ado, let's go out to the Raider Nation guest line and welcome in Zay Jones, Raiders wide receiver. Zay, thank you so much for spending some time with us in the huddle. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing well. I appreciate you having me. You got it. Hey, Zay, before we get into um, moving forward and, and taking a look back at uh, a win over the Dallas Cowboys in your home state of, of Texas, um, I wanted to bring you back to college for just one second. And the reason I ask is, you know, Lincoln Kennedy obviously was a star at University of Washington, our colleague um, uh, and co-host. His son uh, played at USC, so he's really familiar with, with college and recruiting and all that type of stuff and how things have changed <laughs> over the last few years. And I wanted to take you back to East Carolina and you kind of your thoughts on what's going on now with the transfer portal and these coaches making uh, all this money. Do you ever look back and, and if there was maybe a transfer portal, is that something that you would even have ever considered when you were in college? Um, that's so hard to say because I was such a, a under-recruited guy. I mean, I remember being in high school just hoping and wishing I could get just one offer. And I remember after a, a dinner – with my family after I sent my film to ECU I got an offer and I was just so ecstatic um, to hear Ruffin McNeil's voice the coach at the time for the Pirates who offered me just to have an opportunity to go there and play that was a, a huge deal to me and that's that's the only place I wanted to go so um, these kids now have I don't know a, a lot more opportunity as far as like the transfer portal and things like that and being able to switch schools and having the opportunity. I mean, no knock on it. I mean, I think it's awesome if it's best for their career, but it's just wild the the turn of how college sports has kind of taken this, this, this new window of opportunity. Um, it's just, it's very unique. Do you also um, agree? I, I, I definitely feel like players ought to be able to make some money. Um, you know, while they're in college, they're obviously people are making money off of them without question, and that's pretty obvious. Uh, do you agree with where that thing, where that is all is headed in terms of being able to market yourself and, and be able to make a little bit of money um, while playing in college? I think there's definitely space for a, a college athlete to be able to capitalize off of what they bring to the. Uh, to the university um, or to the organization, whatever it is. I mean, kudos to these people. Um, I wish I would have had the opportunity. I've seen so many seven jerseys and, and things <laughs> like that during the time that I, I played. Um, I just hope it doesn't take away the focus from, you know, what what these kids truly are there for, you know, their education. And some of them are trying to make a way for their family. So I can't, I can't even speak on those kids who didn't grow up with anything, but, um, I definitely feel like it's a great opportunity for some people to to see what it's like to make that good money for themselves, to build a future for themselves, to put some money away, to save it. But um, yeah, I guess I guess I'm talking from a, a standpoint of of man, I wish I wish I could have had that opportunity. But um, I'm really excited for some of these these young kids coming up who have that opportunity. Yeah. Zay, I, I gotta, I gotta chime in a little bit there. I, it really is a small world, you know. I'm, I'll share a quick story with you. So last week when we were at Dallas, I had to do a college football game, and I came in and, and, and was late, and I saw your father standing outside. And unbeknownst to me, I have to be honest, Robert, Robert, your father, Robert Jones, and I, we went back. We were on a couple All American teams back in college. He was a little a year ahead of me, but we we, yeah. we had they experienced some things together. So I ran into going into the hotel. I see Robert. He's like Lincoln Kennedy. He was like Robert, what's going on, man? What you doing here? He's like my son's. 
Zay is playing for the team. I'm like, what? Zay Jones is your son? I said, oh, my goodness, didn't even put two and two yeah. together. I didn't do my homework. Yeah. But I want to let you know it's a small world. I got a chance to sit down with your dad and your mom at dinner and, and, and catch up with them. It really is good. I'm truly happy for you. And one of the things that I told Vinny yesterday when we talked about reflection to the game is um, and I was talking with your father how you mentioned you just want to get a chance to showcase and show what you can do, and you that that catch that you made on the sideline was in, in, for a penalty. But when you took those two two toes out of out of the bounds, dragging out of bounds, it really inspired me to it, to just be you know, right there in the spectacle where you can sit there and showcase your talent. That was one of the things that you did well that day, but I was really proud of you. Talk about how this sort of uh, movement, you know, coming from Buffalo, coming over to the Raiders, how everything has come together the way it is right now, and it seems like it's a great opportunity for you. I, I think first and foremost, just thank you. I have a lot of gratitude towards you, what you just said about uh, my game, and um, that means a lot to me. I know the pedigree of, of what you guys do especially analyzing the game. So just thank you first and foremost. But, um, yeah, it's been a long journey for me, um, you know, from the beginning. Um, like you just mentioned, my dad, you know, I watched my dad grow up in, in this in this league uh, and play for a long time in this league. And it was kind of full circle knowing that he played for the Cowboys and being in that stadium. And I told some of the guys, you know, just being able to look up and see um, that Super Bowl banner Raptor that I knew my dad was a part of in that stadium as I'm playing was was very inspiring but as far as for myself it's just continuing to be the best version of myself um and it's that cliche saying of oh do whatever the team needs but i'm truly just bought into to doing that and whatever my role is just trying to excel in it so whether it's that wide receiver whether it's on special teams just take uh take what comes with it and just be very efficient at it and stay stay available and stay ready and just capitalize off the opportunities i get so that's just my main focus. Um, I'm very fortunate and blessed to, blessed to be a part of this organization. And those are just some of the things that go through my mind as I, I look at the, the opportunity that I have here in Las Vegas. We're talking to Raiders wide receiver Zay Jones. And Zay, I got to say, uh, up in the press box when you made that catch, I know it got negated because of the penalty and all that. But up in the press box, I noticed that you, you got up pretty confident uh, on that. And we were in the press box going, nah, he's just playing it off, you know, trying to – get the referee to see what he thought he saw. Like, I didn't think there was any chance that you caught that ball in bounds, all right, <laughs> on first glance. But I was watching you, and you kind of played it off. You know, I'm just thinking, all right, he's doing what you're supposed to do. But then you see it on replay, and you did get both of those feet in yeah. miraculously. Did you – Did you? when you did get up, did you know for sure that you were in, or were you just trying to play it off at that point? No, I felt it. I felt that I was in. I felt that I secured the catch. Um I knew where I was on the field. You know, sometimes when receivers kind of bobble the ball or there's like a, a case where you don't quite know that you're sprinting back to the line, like trying to hurry people up or whatever it is. And I've been in that situation before. But that one, I, I was even saying, I was like, I caught it. You know, I was like, I'm in, I'm in. I pointed at the ref and he looked me dead in the eye. And he signified where I was, where I was spotted. Unfortunately, yeah, it was negated by a penalty, but I, I was very confident that I had caught the ball. Well, it was that was a heck of a catch, and it really sure was. Lincoln, right? Yeah, it really was. I mean, really, really impressive. You know, and and I've been looking forward for you to get your opportunity. And so, talk about the the relationship, the development that is ongoing between a wide receiver and his quarterback, especially when you're new to a club. Yeah, it's it's it can be hard at times, especially when you come right into the middle of the season. Um, 
And when I transitioned into Oakland, it was a completely different world for me. I, I went from arguably the furthest East Coast team to the furthest West Coast team and not really having a rapport with anybody or, or knowing who these guys are. Um, obviously, I, I knew who Derek Carr was, but knowing him as a person. So just being able to, to hear his story and be around him and all he's gone through over um, his his long career with the Raiders, it was just very inspiring. So as we go into the next couple of off-seasons and seasons, it's still a, a moment for me to just try to, to learn what he likes to do and, and learn how he operates and who he is and how he sees the game and just communicating. I think it's very important to understand that the, the wide receiver position is so dependent on a lot of things that it's it can get difficult sometimes when you don't have that relationship, right? So just trying to pick his brain, how he sees it, stay ready, stay available. As a wide receiver, you can go, you know, the first, second quarter, third quarter without a catch, and then yours comes in the fourth. Or they all come in the first half, and, you know, just the flow of the game takes whatever happens. You know, you just got to stay in it. So as far as Derek, we have a great relationship. I'm, I'm very fortunate and blessed to, to be his teammate. I think the guy's an amazing talent. Uh, he's an MVP-type talent to me. I know that that's the type of uh, praise from from me he deserves, just the way he works and just the way that he is. And um, I don't shy away from saying that because I, I think he's an amazing guy. And for myself, it's just it's just keep learning, keep keep going, keep pushing the envelope and being the best that I can. Zay, you mentioned the wide receiver room, and um, you know a, a big piece of that puzzle got taken away uh, about a month or so ago, um, and then another piece got brought in. And so, when you talk about like the flow and the dynamics, um, you know that 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 there was there was disruption there uh, at that point in time, and I felt like it it kind of take t- took you guys a little while um, to get it back together and get it back put together that puzzle and it sure seemed like in Dallas between yourself between Deshaun between Hunter Runfro Brian Edwards got some touches as well it felt like that puzzle was complete or getting more complete than it had been the previous three weeks am I barking up the wrong tree or do you guys kind of feel that as well you know I think football is such a hard game I don't care what level you play that and when you play at the highest level competing against some of the greatest athletes in the world, it's it's point blank just hard. And then when you have, you, you know, when you have that rhythm of how you're playing, and then things are are uh, what's the word? Maybe thrown off or whatever it is. You know, I don't mean that in any disrespectful way. Um, it can be difficult. I don't think we wanted to use that as an excuse, or we looked for any excuses. Nobody in our room specifically didn't didn't start pointing the finger or anything like that, like, or this is the issue, this is the issue. It's more so just um, we. how can we come together and make this thing work? So um, we had some games that I'm sure everyone would say that they want back because um, we, we didn't put our best foot forward. But moving forward, uh, it's just all about how can we get wins, and everyone's on board with it, um, especially in the receiver room. We got guys doing multiple jobs, myself included, trying to fit in wherever they can and make this thing work. And and we saw a glimpse of it. Um, hopefully it continues. It's not promised. We just got to keep um, just keep being who we are. And those things are unfold for us. Zay, last one for me. What has Coach Olsen told you about this, uh, specifically offensively, about this you know late season push to try to make a playoff run? 
Well, you you know just as much as anyone. Everyone remembers December. You know, it's it's a long, grueling season up until this point, and now it's now it's basically that sprint for that finish line, right? So everyone's kind of honing in on the end of the season, whatever, how many, six, seven weeks. I'm not quite sure on the number, but uh, it's a tight race. We understand what's going on. We understand what's in front of us. But at the same time, we have to be just focused on the first step in front of us, which is the practice today, which will be the practice tomorrow. Um, and that's just what it is. That's what this league is. You know, it, it, in college football, our season will be concluding, coming to an end. But this is professional football, and we have a long stretch, and then not even getting to the playoffs yet. So uh, we know what our goal is. We know um, the steps that we have to take to get to our goal. It's just all about trusting that process and really believing in each other and and putting collectively great games together that we can execute just one one play at a time and one game at a time. That's that's our mindset right now. So Oli has definitely emphasized that um, December December is what you remember. To that point, uh, Zay, when you guys woke up on Monday morning, you know, in spite of some of the, the, the three-game losing streak, some of the trials and tribulations that you guys have had to deal with, when you woke up Monday morning and looked at the standings, you're literally right in the thick of things. Um, you're right in yeah. the middle of it. You might not be where exactly where you want to be, but where, you're where you need to be uh, to make a run. Uh, how inspiring is that just to be able to look at those standings and say, you know what, in spite of it all, everything is right in front of us and reachable um, as well. Yeah. Um, how important is that as you guys take a look at these next six games, starting on Sunday, obviously, against the Washington football team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the most beautiful thing about what this level brings is you go into every day with with grown men who understand the responsibility. So no matter what your record is, they understand they have a job to do, and it's to win football games, and it's, it's to bring championships. So at the Raiders specifically, guys wake up with great enthusiasm, motivated, and nobody wants to win more than the guys in the locker room. Nobody wants to win more than myself. So we understand where we, where we are. It's a, it's a beautiful situation. Um you know, I, I've said that pressure is a privilege, and and we're just looking forward to going out and and closing this thing out the right way. And but like I said before, it just starts with that that daily recognition of, okay, what do I need to do today? And um, guys are on board, and I'm locked in. It's it's fun. It's a fun time, man. It's fun to be a part of this thing. It's it's just fun, and the goal is to get into the dance, and that's all we're looking forward to. Last question for you, Zane. We really appreciate uh, you taking the time. Um, after the game on, on Sunday, you know, Jerry Jones, the Dallas Cowboys owner, he does his own little press conference after games. It's, it's pretty funny a lot of times. And, um, you know, he, was, he wasn't he was happy with the uh, all the penalties that were called uh, on Thursday. And he, he kind of referred to what you guys were doing as throw it up ball. Uh, and kind of putting it in the hands of the referees to make some P.I. calls. But, I, you know, I, I didn't see any P.I. call in that game that I could say, wow, hey, the referee probably missed that one. Every one of them, to me anyway, was legitimate. And it just felt like once you guys realized that it was kind of a challenge for them to keep up with you and Deshaun, um, that, you know, you guys were going to keep going to that well. What were your thoughts on what Jerry had to say? I know he's got to do what he's got to do. Uh, but you guys have <laughs> yeah. a little bit of a laugh about what he said? Yeah, I didn't. Honestly, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. I really, I, I would be lying to you if I told you that I don't see social media or things that are posted. But I didn't see that one specifically, and I'm, I'm sure he's, you know, he's upset. His team didn't win, and I understand that. It's competitive, man. It's con- it's competitive for everybody. I think, you know, people forget, fans, staff, front office, whoever it is, they're dialed in too. They want wins too. So, 
I can't speak for him, but um, no, nah, we were just trying to do our job, man. I, I thought that uh, refs have a difficult job, no matter how it is, and someone's going to be upset, no matter what, you know. So, if it wasn't if it wasn't them, we would have been upset about something. If it wasn't us, that's just how the game goes, man. So, um, I, w- I wish Jerry the best. I hope he's doing okay. <laughs> Absolutely, and we wish you the best, Jay yes, uh, Zay Jones. Thank you Thanks, so much Zay. for spending some time with us in the huddle. Truly appreciate it. Good luck, uh, hey Zay. Zay, Yo, do me a up? favor, man. Tell your dad I forgot to get his number from dinner. I got to get it, man. I got. I want to catch up with him. Okay, I got you. I, I, I appreciate you. it. All right, man. All right. Thanks, no brother. Thank you, Zay. Really appreciate it. That was Zay Jones, Raiders wide receiver. Always uh, appreciate uh, his intelligence and, and insight. He's honestly, you know, from our perspective, what we do, Lincoln, um, you know, when, when we know that we're getting Zay uh, up at the podium, it's, it's always great because, as you can tell, He's got insight uh, and depth. Uh, Very well spoken. And you know what? It, it, you weren't the first one to tell me that. Um, and I had this is the first time I had a chance to talk to the young man. Um, uh, but he, he kind of reminds me of Charles Davis. When I Ooh. listen to him, it sounds like him. You know, the the great the NFL Network and Fox uh, Sports or CBS, I should say. But it, yeah, but Charles Davis kind of reminds me. He's, he's insightful, like Charles Davis is, and well spoken. So kind of reminds me of Charles Davis. But that, that's a high praise because Charles is a great, uh, great mind, a football mind, uh, being a former athletic director, former player, and everything else. Yeah, it's a great call, and I think that uh, Zay Jones has a long way to go in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once it's over, I think he's got a, uh, a an easy segue uh, to broadcasting because he's really, really, really good uh, at breaking down the game and just being personal and intelligent and insightful. So um, we wish him well in everything he does, but right now the Raiders need him to go win some football games. Yeah, Starting on Sunday <laughs> against the Washington football team. You're Make in the huddle catches. with Vinny Bonson and Lincoln Kennedy brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Wednesday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny and Lincoln on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Vinny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Right back out to the Raider Nation listener line. We got Raider Reggie on the line. How you doing, Raider Reggie? What's going on, family? This your boy, Raider Reggie, and I'm just calling in this time just to show some love to Zay Jones, man. I love what he just said, man. I love his whole personality and his his professionalism. And, and, and Lincoln, man, the coolest thing about what you said is I had a similar situation with Derek Carr because my my cousin played receiver for Derek. And walking up and running into his family one time, I didn't even know how to talk because I'm like, they're like family. So for you to have that experience to see his dad after that time, that's awesome, bro. So just one love. I love the Raider Nation. I love all the Raider Nation family. Come out here. Be here Saturday. We all want to see y'all over there at, uh, what is it? Rockstar Bar. Yes, sir. I'll be there. I'm looking for y'all. <laughs> well, we can't wait to see you uh, at the Rockstar Bar and Grill Friday or Saturday at five o'clock, starting at five o'clock, uh, the day ahead of the Raiders' home game against the um, uh, Washington Football Team over at Allegiant Stadium. Um, and yeah, you know, first of all, thanks again to Zay Jones. Uh, he really is uh, a pleasure uh, to talk to Lincoln, and I, and I think that you know, um, you talking to him for the first time 
uh, Lincoln, you kind of get an idea of what there's guys that stay in this league and have spots in this league. Um, and it's not just the NFL, but the NBA and, you know, other sports as well. Um, obviously, they have to bring something to the table from a skill standpoint. And he does. And it, and it shows not just when he is put in the lineup uh, at wide receiver, but he's also a very good special teams player, too. But the professionalism, the work ethic, the example that he can set uh, for, for other players, that's important too, uh, Lincoln. Um, and I think that you probably got a sense of that just talking to him. A lot of times, guys that do special teams, starters that do special teams, think that it's beneath them. Most guys don't realize that there are, there are roster spots specifically for special teams. I say that to say this, the more you can do, the more you can make yourself accessible and the more you can do at a high level, the longer you have a chance of having a career at this. And it's not just so much getting into the league, getting drafted or undrafted, free agency, whatever. It's about learning the ways of the business in order to stay there. And, you know, I, I applaud someone like Zay because I saw what they were doing, when they, especially when they tried to move him to the starting lineup. They tried to take him off of special teams. But Stoner was struggling as a gunner, especially on uh, uh, punts. So they had to go back out there. And I saw Zay after that out there a, a couple times. So he's making a, a lot of selfless moves uh, where he can still make himself accessible and, and be a, a good teammate. And more importantly, you know, here's a guy who came out, I think it was the second round, right, before mm-hmm. he was drafted by Buffalo, which is yep. a high pick. And then a couple of years later, he finds himself on another team, which is probably unexpected. But he's looking to make the best opportunity, like you said, um, um, and talking to him. So I'm extremely ecstatic for him. No, no, not just because I know his father, I know his family, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm really happy because I look at him and I watch his work ethic on the football field. You see it on the practice field. I see it in game day. And and that is a true professional. That, those are guys that you want to have on your team because it doesn't matter what round they came in. It doesn't matter what they where they were from or what they do. They want to be out there and they want to win. That's what you want on your team. Yep. And, um, you know, he's, he's uh, uh, matched his total of uh, receptions from last year with 14. He also has 236 yards this year compared to 154 he had last year in those 14 catches. So his yards per catch has gone up from 11 um, yards per catch last year to 16.9 this year. And I think that, you know, now that he's playing in conjunction with Deshaun Jackson and and Deshaun had, I think, 41 snaps on uh, Thursday to Zay's, he had 60 plus snaps. Um, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good rotation right there, uh, Lincoln. And, And there's been times where they've played together now. And uh, I think that gives the Raiders a lot of speed uh, that opposing teams have to deal with. Um, but I do like that, you know, Deshaun Jackson came here and he's you know getting the job done, but he, he isn't doing it at the expense necessarily of Zay, who's put in the work and put in the time and deserves his opportunity. I think the Raiders are doing a pretty good job of, you know, putting it together with those two players. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking forward to see where it goes. I think there's a lot of potential there. I really do. And I think when you add the added added dimension, and we'll see how Darren Waller reacts after his IT band injury, the added dimension of Waller, Renfro, and even Brian Edwards, I, I think, again, you're just adding to the weapons list. Now yep. the way you put it all together is you give, give them protection, give them a little balance with a little bit of a run game, and, and I think you have a very complete offense. I do too, and I think that the more confidence Derek gets in these guys, the more he's going to have confidence in throwing it to them. And he's shown that when he has confidence in somebody – He's going to get them the ball, and I think he's starting to. That's starting to grow uh, as well. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonster and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 9:20 a.m. on a Wednesday.